Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3. And I think we know that story. At least I hope you know the story. It's about how God came down to Moses because he had visited his people. And when he visited his people, he saw their affliction. He saw their pain and their suffering. He heard their cries. And he knew, he knows what was going on. He knew what was going on and how things were in such a bad way for his people. And so after he visited his people, he appeared to Moses because he was ready to deliver his people out of great bondage, out of great darkness, out of great troubles. And I want to tell you, God wants to visit you. And he has visited you. And he knows your sufferings. He knows your pains. He knows your troubles. And he wants to appear to you. And use you like Moses. Maybe in a different way, a different manner. But to bring deliverance to your family. To your neighbors. To your community. To your area. God is wanting to appear and visit you. And do wonderful and great things this year. I'm full of it. I'm full of excitement. I'm full of expectancy. That God is wanting to move his arm. He wants to move with signs and miracles and wonders. And bring deliverance this year. To so many who are in the claws of the lion. Who are in the, in the grasp, in the hands of the enemy in darkness. Under Satan's rule. Under Pharaoh's rule. God wants to move his arm. And set them free and deliver them. It says in chapter 3 verse 7. When he speaks to Moses. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I know a lot of people today. They ask the question. Lord where are you? Don't you know where I am? Don't you know what's happening in my life? Don't you know about my bills? Don't you know about my marriage problems? Don't you know about my physical needs? My problems in my body, my sickness? Don't you know the struggle in my life? Don't you know the opposition and the oppression? Don't you know all the things that are going on? Lord, haven't you seen? Haven't you seen? I want to tell you tonight, God is more aware of your need than you are aware of your need. Sometimes we, are in pro- we don't know that we are in problems. We can be whistling, looking up, and we don't know that there's a cliff right in front of us for us to fall down. But he knows what's in front of us. He knows what's around us. He knows what we're going through. He has visited us in our need, and he has seen personally what problems we are carrying, what burdens we are, what strife and what struggles we have. He has heard every cry. He has seen every tear. He knows, dear brothers and sisters, what you and your family members are 
uh, 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 feeling. He says, and I have heard that cry because of their taskmasters. Yes, the devil is a terrible taskmaster. Master, who is a tyrant, ruler, oppressing people today. And God knows it. God has seen it. He has heard the cries of the people who say, God, if there ever is a God, help me please and get me out of this problem, this place of oppression. He says, for I know their sorrows. You know, he's not just aware of it. Like sometimes we are aware that there is hunger in Africa. We are aware sometimes that there is violence in the Middle East. We are aware that some people are not living too large, that they having problems to buy food, to pay the rent, that are struggling with a job or from job to job, or they have three or four jobs just to get by or pay for the food or the school of their children. We know that that is happening in America. We know there are needs in America. We know there are needs in Africa. We know. You've heard it. Haven't you heard it? There's hunger in Africa. There's sickness and disease. There's problems in the world. But have you visited them? Have you been in Africa and held that bag of bones that's a human being in your arms? That hasn't eaten, but yet it is swollen up. And that it died in your very arms because of the hunger. I tell you, if you have seen that, experienced that, felt that, you'll have a whole different awareness of the hunger in Africa. We know the problems in the Middle East. And we know that there's violence there and bombs falling. But have you been there? Have you seen the fear in the eyes of the people? Have you run with them? Did you run with them from shelter to shelter? Carrying your children who are bleeding and who have maybe lost a limb or something. Have you visited them? Have you heard their cries? Do you know what is really going on in those nations? I tell you, if you have, you'll have a different heart for it. I remember this minister, this uh, government official from Holland. He was so against the help, the foreign help that we are giving to nations that are in problems with food and hunger and, uh, you know, all these other good things that countries sent money for to other nations. And he said, we need it in Holland. We shouldn't give so much money away. We need it here. People are suffering here. He had some right point, was making a right point there. Until he went there and he held that child in his arm and he saw those camps with the children. He came back. He said, we need to send more money than ever before to those nations. I tell you, there's a difference. We are aware that there is hunger. We are aware that there are people in the claws of Satan. We are aware that there are people in bondage, in, in, in sin and in darkness and that they are abused by the devil and demonic powers are at work in their lives and we know that they cannot free themselves. But have you visited them? Have you really been close to them? The Lord said, 
He said, I have seen the suffering of my children. I have heard their cries. I know their sorrows. This was not a God speaking from a distance, high in heaven, high on the throne. It was somebody who had been close and who felt that pain that the people, his creation, were feeling at that moment. And he said, I need to deliver them. I need to set them free. I need to move my arm because I know they cannot get out of it themselves. I know they cannot free themselves. You know, this government official said, they need to help themselves. Until he came there and he saw they could not help themselves. We need to see that we cannot help ourselves to get out of this darkness, out of these chains of sin, out of this, this bondage of the devil that surrounds our life. We need a savior. We need a savior. Hallelujah. God saw that we needed a savior. God gave us a savior. Hallelujah. Tonight, the savior is not Moses, but the savior of the world is the son of God. It is Jesus Christ, the one who was dead, the one who rose out of the grave. Hallelujah. Who is alive today and forevermore. What did God say in verse 19? He said, but I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, not even by a mighty hand. Listen to this verse, church. God already foretold Moses, I'm going to deliver my people because I know they cannot deliver themselves. I know they are suffering. I know they are in pain. I know they are in bondage. I've heard that cry. But listen Moses. Don't think. That it's just going to be one, two, three and they're out. There is a tyrant king. Who has them under control. Who is ruling over them. He is relentless. But I am more relentless. And you need to be relentless, Moses. If we want to see the deliverance in the lives of our children, in the lives of our family members, in the lives of our neighbors, in the lives of others in this community, we need to be relentless, church, because we're going to face opposition. The king of Egypt and the prince of this world, the prince of darkness and the demon powers, they are not in the mindset to just let go those that they have in their claws and in their jaws. But hallelujah, God said, but I will move my hand over Egypt and I will bring them out. Hallelujah. We cannot escape out of this prison by ourselves. We cannot free ourselves. But hallelujah. God is able to set us free. God is able to bring us out. And that's why we have this beautiful story in these first chapters of Exodus of how God set his people free out of the power of this tyrant king that was ruling over all the children of Israel with terrible darkness and terrible oppression. Maybe you are under oppression. Maybe 
The king of darkness, the prince of darkness is ruling over your life like a tyrant king, like a terrible taskmaster. But hallelujah, good news tonight. There might be a fight and a struggle. Oh, for sure there will be. But God will have the victory. He will have the last word. He always has the last word. Hallelujah. And God wanted to use Moses to free his people. But don't forget, he says, Moses, I have seen it. And therefore, I have come down to set them free. And I'm sending you to Pharaoh. Don't forget it. It's not us. We are just a channel. We are just an instrument in his hands. But it is him who will set the captive free. It's him and him alone. And God wants to use the church today. God wants to use you today as an instrument, as a channel through him, through whom he can send his deliverance to those that are in captive. But you need to visit them. You need to get in touch and start to see again. Else you'll never have that heart. Then you'll be here in church. And you'll say, Lord, think of those that are hungry. And when you eat, you say a prayer. I don't, that's, you know, some people when they pray for the food, you pray for the food. We always pray for the food. We thank the Lord for the food. But some people when we pray for the food, they always pray for the hungry people around the world. And that. It's kind of a difficult problem for me when I have this whole platter of food and now we're praying for all these hungry people in the world and then I got to eat it all myself, you know. Kind of puts a lot of guilt on me, you know. But we pray for those that are hungry in the world. But you know, it's so easy to say, Lord, we pray for those that are hungry in the world because we know they're hungry in the world. But if you visit them, you'll have a different attitude. You have a different heart. And we see that God had that heart That he truly visited his children. Uh, uh, It says a little bit later. If I find that scripture quickly. It says. uh, 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 um, (laughs) If I find it else will come there later. No I can't find it so quick. Okay I'll find it later. Uh, 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 But it shows that God truly visited his people. That he was aware of that. In such a way. And when he appeared to Moses. Somehow that heart of God for his people got transferred to Moses to have that same kind of heart. It didn't go immediately. It took some time. But if you read the story, you will find out that ultimately Moses has that same heart that God had. Now, Moses was aware of his family suffering in Egypt, but he didn't feel to go there or do anything about it. But the Lord appeared to Moses and he started To speak to Moses. And you know how this went. It's a beautiful story about the burning bush. Remember that. But look at this. It says. There was a burning bush. The angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush. The bush was burning. But it was not being consumed. Now a burning bush in the desert. Is not really a special thing. Because in the desert many bushes. Get a flame and they burn up. and and, and, And so it goes. But you know there was something unique about this burning bush and it says Moses saw the burning bush and when he saw it he went to further investigate and it says literally and when God saw that Moses went to investigate that's when he started to speak 
to Moses. They're children of God. God wants to appear to us and put on our heart some people, some person, someone in need, someone who is in trouble, something that's going on somewhere for that he wants to use us to bring deliverance to that person. But you know, do we, does he get our attention? Do we investigate when he is waving, when he is shouting, hello, hello, hello. God is shouting into the world to his church, hello. I have visited your neighbor's house. There is a serious need there. There is a problem there. They are in such captivity. They cannot get out, but I want to bring them out. Hallelujah. And I have chosen you. He says, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you and appointed you. And so he tries to get our attention in church. During the worship, after church, before church, in the car, in our prayer closet, he is waving. There's a burning bush. There is a sign. There is something that he wants to appear to us. And if we would only give it some attention, give him some attention, give him some time, just stay on our knees a little bit longer, Instead of flipping on the TV, just praying a little bit longer and being silent before the Lord. Lord, is there something you want to say to me? You have 30 seconds and we start now. We get restless when it gets quiet. But to be silent before the Lord. And when he sees that we turn our face to him, And when he sees that our hearts are opening up to him. And when he sees that we are closing and silencing those sounds and other things in our busy life around us. He will appear to us. He will start to speak to us. And suddenly you will feel his brush. Suddenly you will hear his silence. You know you can hear silence. It's the strangest of all. So quiet. So quiet. Suddenly he appears to us. Like he appeared to Moses. He says, you're on holy ground. What made that ground holy? It was the presence of almighty God. We can be on holy ground. My sister used to love that sin. She used to love to sing that song in Holland. We are standing on holy ground. Remember, Horny, you sang it everywhere. We are standing on holy ground. We knew if we invited Horny to sing, we knew one of the songs at least would be, you are standing on holy ground. But we will be standing. You will feel that that, that square meter in your living room suddenly is holy ground. This church is always holy ground, but there are times when you will just be so aware, so you will feel it in such a way, the fear of the Lord will be upon you. You will know this is holy ground because God is visiting me. He is appearing to me.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 